Show presents Scratch It Track. The podcast where we debate which track to scratch off some of the most known and unknown albums of all time. We live in an era of singles. This is an album. People no longer listen to an album for the work it truly is. It kind of defines a band. It's just not something that people relate to nowadays. We've all gotten the dreaded. Started out as a game. Which track on the album would would you scratch out if you had to? Well, hello again, everyone. Another episode of Scratch a Track presented by the Dude in Grim Show. I am the dude. He is Grim. How you doing there, Grimmer? I'm I'm doing. Yeah. So we have a, uh, you know, we've kind of been mixing it up a little bit. Uh, we've been, um, you know, the first I think few are we did like kind of more classic classic rock classic albums. We threw a little OK Computer in there, and now we're going to be going into I think one of our favorite time periods in in music, and that is the the grunge grunge era. Absolutely, that, dude. Would that would would that be accurate to say that's that's one of your favorite eras? Oh, how how could I deny that, Duder? I, I couldn't. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that's just that's when we were coming up. That 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 was it. Yeah, yeah. I mean those yeah, no, those it's, were it's the bands, good. and you know, aside from just us coming up, I, I feel like, and I think a lot of people would share the sentiment that that was like a resurgence of real rock and roll yeah. at that time. Yep. I mean, you had bands yeah. that were making like real rock albums, and yeah. Now, though yeah, they may have been different from their predecessors, it it was it was something that was certainly unique to what had come before them in the previous decade. Yeah, and I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off by saying this, but um, it, not only you're right, not only was it unique, um, but also uh, it was very authentic. Oh, absolutely! You know, it, was, it was absolutely. It, it, you know, these guys were just you know just being themselves. They weren't you know, and and believe me, the the '80s rock and hair bands that the time and place for that absolutely. And and um, you know, I can appreciate a lot of those work and songs, but you also had a lot of bands who. Dude, they're just running around on stage and you know, you know, spandex pants and um, not not really making music, not making albums. Oh, absolutely uh, just, agree. This was a time period of something different. Yeah, and yeah, and it was evident in the albums that were released during that time, and you know, I, subsequently, a lot of the albums we will talk about will be from this period, but this is the first, right? Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, uh, uh, we'll just get out of the way. Today we'll be talking about the uh, Stone Temple Pilots Purple album, which is their second album. And uh, just kind of like we we seem to have done with uh, every other um, every other uh, uh, podcast we've done here, uh, we're definitely not going in chronological order. No, um, it, so, but that that's uh, okay this is, because yeah. I, this album, I think, I mean. It, it, and not that I matter or you matter, but I mean, at least to me, this album made, <laughs> made more of an impact than the previous album that they had released. And sure. in many ways, subsequent albums that they released. And yeah. also, 
compared to a lot of other things that had been released at that time. I mean, this was just a, it was a significant mark. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing they did is that, you know, they're a band, I think, People don't maybe talk about it enough, but their sound really evolved. Oh, absolutely! Um, you know, if you look, if you if you look at Core, I mean, Core's a good just rock album. It had yep. hits on it. You have Plush, you have Creep, yep. um, Cracker Man, Wicked Garden, Sex Type Thing. I mean, dude, those those songs are some those some really good songs. But initially, they kind of got from everything I've read, it, it, they kind of got um, a, a little bit of a bad rap. People were saying. You know, they they were trying to sound like Pearl Jam or, or Scott Weiland's vocals where he was kind of ripping off Eddie Vedder. Yeah, and, okay. You know. And, and I, I can I mean, see that. I mean, there there was kind of a trend at the time. Yeah, yeah, there was. But, I mean, it, that just, when this Purple album came out, all of that, to me, has to go out the window. Oh, absolutely. I just, I, I absolutely. Absolutely. Core and Purple aren't even close into the to, to to the sound and the type of music, and they they really mixed it up and, and changed it up oh. a, a lot. And 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 Scott Weiland's vocals range greatly from song I, to song. I absolutely uh, agree, and and, and I feel yeah. like uh, aside from the comparison to Pearl Jam, I, I don't know that you can compare this album to anything else that really came out yeah. during this time period. No. To me, it is it is completely yeah. unique, and it's uh, it it, it it stands on its own. It it just really it does. does. It does. Yeah. Well, it was um, it was released in uh, let's see June seventh, nineteen ninety four. Um, which is actually, um, you know, uh, a few months after um, Kurt Cobain passed away, um, which which is kind of interesting because Nirvana was big and they were popular and, now that and everything. I know. And then, yeah. You know, yeah, and then this, you know, so he he passes away and then STP comes out with their second album. So I wouldn't say STP was really a, maybe a late bloomer, um, but no. they... You know they they de- they definitely had a longer uh, a longer career, um, although had many ups and downs. As, oh sure, as been uh, w- pretty sure. pretty well documented. But but I read that they recorded this album in a month, and that's 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 pretty cool. I, I think I think it's one of those cases where, and now I, you you may have some information on this. I don't know, um, but we've seen the video where they're recording like Pretty Penny in a living room. And well, so I don't know if they that, recorded this album in the house or, or what. That uh, that part I don't exactly know, but what I do know is that I see that Big Empty was recorded May twenty fifth of ninety three, and Lounge Fly was okay. recorded July twelfth of ninety three, and then the rest of the album wow. was recorded in March of ninety four. So like, okay. Uh, you know, it, it, one of those deals that I don't think is unique to them as a band where, you know, they had a couple of songs that they recorded and then, you know, they probably got inspired and recorded the rest of them and then decided to make it an album. Sure. Sure. And, and I think that's, 
you know, that's how a lot of bands will do it. It's like you have a song and you have, you know, you're in between tours or something. You got some oh, free time. Sure. Hey, let's, you know, we got these tracks. Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's put it down. Yeah. I, I don't um, know what that's like, but it sounds like it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. It does. I think it makes sense to me. So, yeah. So it was released and went to number one um, right away. Uh, so although maybe some critics and people were a little apprehensive about them at at times like they sold records and it sold within it had been out for four months and it had sold three million copies like well that just exploded man i mean all i can remember is let's see it was released in 94 so i was 13 so i was i don't know what grade i was either in seventh or eighth grade but I remember yeah. buying this album immediately. Uh-huh. Immediately. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what is the track that I want to write? I mean, Vaseline was on MTV. Yeah. Because this is, again, back when MTV the, used to play yep. music videos. Uh, yep. Vaseline was on MTV. Loved yeah, that song. Like- and then yep. the other the other big hit from the album is Interstate Love Song, and that yep. was also yep. on MTV. And I remember, yep. like, as a kid, my parents came in my room and were <laughs> like, you know, they wanted to make sure that the things that I were listening, that I was listening to, were, were yeah. not, like, too crazy or far out but, there and i like pl- kill your parents yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. and i played a interstate love song and they were like oh <laughs> this, this seems yeah quite okay and yeah yeah and from that i mean that that for me yeah, that that just like kind of i kept listening to it forever because obviously there was no issue yeah. with it but i mean sure one thing that's interesting about this is I think about we've we've talked about in in some other albums and I know that this will come up in albums to come is <laughs> okay. mainstream radio ruining a song because they just yeah. play the shit out of it. Play it to death. Yeah. It's 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 going to come up. But it's interesting yeah. because Interstate Love Song, I felt like, had the shit played out of it, so to speak. Yep. But if I listen to it now, I still think it's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it is. It's, um, it's, it was one of the singles. I think, yeah, and Vaseline, Interstate Love yeah. Song, and, 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 and Big Empty. Those mm-hmm. were like the, the 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 three real singles from the album and maybe Pretty Penny. I mean, I, I don't know if that got released as a single I, or not, but I know that I don't remember hearing um, Pretty Penny for, on the radio. But I mean, yeah, I can tell you, I remember hearing a lot, and and even now, if you listen to radio, that's like alternative radio, you'd still yeah. hear Vaseline in, in Interstate Love Song. Yeah, yeah, I still uh, like them both. I, I think I like mm-hmm. Vaseline more because I think I like what Vaseline has to say more. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I, I think that like I, dude, I, I could, 
listen to Vaseline like on repeat for like a, a probably a day and not get yeah. bored of it. Yeah, it's no, dude, it's a great song. I mean, well, um, maybe we should just start getting into uh, getting into the tracks here a little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because um, I mean, there's so there's really no controversy. Yeah. I mean, no, th- no this I wasn't mean, this thing- wasn't one of those classic albums that had you know crazy controversy in terms of the cover art or whatever. The cover art was just some right. kind of. Uh, I, yeah, I, don't I don't know how to describe Japanese. it. Japanese. It's an Asian baby yeah, it's, a dragon. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I don't, I, I'm sure it meant something very profound at the time. When now they, I have uh, seen yeah. different versions of the cover that don't depict that. Uh, oh, really? Huh. Yeah, I have. Um, but uh not not anymore i mean that was something i okay. saw in the past and yeah yeah i mean the yeah. the well, co- they, um the cover is the yeah. cover yeah they've actually come out with um you know for the for the real fans of the true fans and no, um they've come out with a super deluxe version mm. so it's 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 three cds you can actually get a super deluxe version on vinyl as well but um, it's it's three discs and it has all the tracks of the original album remastered. Then uh, the second disc is you know kind of like early versions, some acoustic versions, demos, uh, that type of stuff. A couple of they have like the they covered "Dancing Days" by Led Zeppelin, um, and then they have like a couple of live a live acoustic versions. Oh yeah, it like, looks like they songs. got Andy Warhol by uh, Bowie too. Yep. 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 And then disc three is basically like a live show from from New Haven. Um, I don't know. I don't know what year it is, but mm. it's got a lot of the songs off of Purple and then a lot of songs off of well, Core, because that's that's pretty much sure. Those are the only the two predecessor. albums that they yeah. had at the time. Yeah. So so it's cool. And, you know, it's 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 really yeah, I, I have enjoyed listening to to that new new version. It's always cool sometimes to listen to, you know, sometimes you get these demos and you're like, oh, whatever. And they can be fun to listen to. I, I wouldn't say it's it's made my like regular rotation by any means, but it's it's cool to listen to once or twice. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. But um, so, yeah. So getting into the album, you know, starting off with a song like Meat Plow, man, they, they just kind of just get right into got it. dirty and nasty. Right. I mean, I yeah. don't know exactly what a meat meat plow is, but that <laughs> in guitar intro, it sounds pretty. Meat it does. To me. <laughs> but the thing is, if you listen to the lyrics, I think that the lyrics revolve around the media in the way they cover and um maybe yeah. exploit is a little heavy but like yeah. exploit yeah. rock stars yeah. because the the lyrics all seem to me to be very centered around that like how how these people are exploited and they just kind of have sure. to deal with it sure. and the meat plow yeah, is but, like the media yeah, yeah. Uh, they got these pictures of everything yeah. to break us down, yeah. to break me down. You know, they make us hate. They make us hate, and we make it bleed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Um, 
it definitely, uh, you know, just kind of punches right off the beginning. Um, and, and I think a lot of that, too, is, um, you know, it sounds like they received a lot of criticism early on in their career from that first album, which was full of hits. And I think well, this sure. is kind of a response, a response, a response to that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I dig. Um, um, then we move on into Vaseline, uh, which is, of course, uh, probably one of one of the biggest hits, radio hits on on the album. And I think you've already said it's it's probably you can listen to it over and over. Oh, and it's, God. Yeah, it's truly a dude. A great song, man. With the just the 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 open the the guitar kind of fading in yeah, it, and, and it everything just, there there's yeah. something about it to me that like it mm-hmm. it doesn't get old yeah i would put yeah. it on what is right that how, now. How, yeah yeah that it, it how does he how do they do that guitar kind of intro uh, is it's, that it's just, just kind of like like doing or is that a delay no or? to me it's like it, it it's like holding a note and yep. kind of letting it feed back a little bit and then fading in from mm-hmm. that. Okay. You know, fading into that note with yeah. the feedback combined. I mean, that's mm-hmm. in yeah, yeah cuz it's it's very unique. Like I don't think I've heard a song begin like that, you know. Um Oh, sure. It's 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 it's, it's pretty cool. Um Yeah, so uh yeah, Vaseline definitely Definitely one of the top songs, most well recognized on the album, and then we get into Loungefly, dude, and dude, dude, the MTV News, right? Remember, dude, yeah, just like the coolest, yeah, they sampled fucking Loungefly, yeah, yeah, they did, and and I always remembered that too. That that's really awesome that you bring that up because I don't think a lot of people would remember or recognize that, but hell yeah, right? MTV News sampled that that lounge fly yeah and and that's a that's a dark song but i really like it and and what i like about it is like the the um not only the the lyrics but the the changes i mean it just it just goes Mm -hmm. through these different changes that um it does i think it separated from a lot of other songs yeah, there's definitely some peaks and valleys to to the song, and I love the part where it transitions into the acoustic. Oh you know? yeah, that is just it's it's so great, it's so great, and and I've seen this performed live or live videos. Oh and, wow, and they do I have such not. a great do such a great such a great job of it. Yeah, see cool. now me, I could actually play you songs that I've written and recorded, and like uh-huh. cite this song in that yeah right because right. It, it like yeah. the, the again those changes were so just distinct and I, I, that's that's cool yeah it is very cool uh, so then moving on to interstate love song uh another one of the popular uh well-known played radio hits yep um. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I, I. I don't know. I think Interstate Love Song might have been the first single off off this album. Um. Mm-hmm. But it's. Uh, yeah. Truly a great song. Uh. Everybody. Uh, you know. Every, everybody knows it. And. Um. Yeah. It's. It's. It's one that. I, you know. For me. And I know we're getting, not getting into the whole scratch thing yet. But. I. I think I have heard it. So many times. 
Um, that it is one that I will, if I'm listening to the album, I will skip from time to time. I could um, see just that. Just because, yeah, you know, j- just just because um, I've I've heard it a ton. Um, but dude, this is the. The, the the riff in the B is just it's so good, man. It's 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 so good. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, to me, it like I know it's from our generation, but I would put that up there as like just a classic rock song. I I don't know how it else is. to describe it. Yeah, yeah. It's you know if you're looking for a song to and you could do this probably with uh, a lot of songs from different bands but like if there's like if there was a a Stone Temple Pilots song that you're like okay we need this song to kind of define Stone Temple Pilots in the grunge era or something like that yeah, like yeah. in this time I, I think that 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 would that would probably be the one that I would pick mm-hmm. um for, for for that um then we move on to uh, to probably one of a, maybe a little lesser known song by people, and that would be uh, "Still Remains," yeah. which is uh, which which is a good. I mean, it's a good song. Um, it's kind of a ro- uh, more of a romantic song. Um, I don't I don't know exactly you know who it's written for, what it's 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 about, but just uh, um, it, I, I I like the song, and and one of the the line that always sticks out for me. Um, um or, or group of lines is uh take a bath i'll drink the water that you leave if yeah. you should die before me if you should die before me ask if you can bring a friend like, yeah to me that's just so it's kind of haunting it is um, and scary and, and it's it's like a it's like a romeo and juliet kind of thing sure um yeah, yeah. you know and, i hear you. And, and i think i think even just that it's it's kind of always stuck with me um I don't think I don't think there's anything, at least to me musically, that stands out um, in the song. It's just a to me, it's just a regular song. It's, but that, it's, that's it's, it's okay. Song. It's got good lyrics. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it doesn't have sound. to. Yeah. Um, and then we go on here to um, Pretty Penny, um, which uh. which I feel like you know it's it's not a it, I don't think it was really a single no. but this is a song it's it's a fan it, it is a fan favorite yeah um and it's it's one of those ones where i feel like a lot of people like this like this song and yeah, i don't think it was a single or there was a video or anything god there's something about like for me i guess as a musician there's something about the dissonance and uh-huh. the the dissonance is like the way those chords that they play just want to tear apart from each other. <laughs> okay. And yeah, when you 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 hear it when they play that song, I mean, they just um, you know, you got that and in yeah. that in in that last chord i mean it just wants to rip itself apart it's it's so dissonant and i think Mm -hmm. for a lot of people that's what it was about stp is like those dissonant chords that really uh there that really got them it got me yeah 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 i i I love this song. I, I love the way it flows and the way it moves. And I'm just, it's, I'll fully admit it. I'm just like a sucker for acoustic sound. Oh, I, I yeah. I just love acoustic guitar. And, and it's, it's a nice it breakup in the so middle good. of the album. I mean, it's a good, it it's a good spot it to have it. It is because, 
I mean, this album is just so unique. I mean, when you think about Vaseline and Loungefly and then Interstate Love Song still remains like all these songs are rocking with rock solos and really and, and stuff like that. Yeah, very electric. And then boom, right in the middle, you drop Pretty Penny. Um, and that breaks it up before yep. going right into, you know, S- Silver Gun Superman, yep. which just the dude, the the guitar right in front. Just, <laughs> yeah. It just yeah, it just drives, man. It punches and it's. It's um, it, it is kind of a darker song and a darker feel and everything. But and then- interestingly enough, if you listen to the lyrics, I don't think it's darker at all in terms of the lyrics because I think in terms of the lyrics, he's like, he's like talking to a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lyrically, yeah, it's not dark, but it but it has this it has this heavy hitting like just intense feel to it feel yeah 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 his um i would i need to look into these words a little more um scott wyland's lyrics are are interesting some of them are kind of all 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 over the place and then he's got some some i i mean i i don't have a problem with any of his lyrics I, i i think they're good and they sound good and he was a hell of a performer um, and I, I just and, love and his voice. Really, a good singer for yeah, for yeah. all things considered. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, he was. Um, so then we move on to uh, another one of the hits, "Big Empty," um, which uh, a, a lot of people, a lot of people know um, from the Crow soundtrack. And, uh, yeah, from the Crow soundtrack. Um, but dude, playing some, uh, got some slide guitar, I believe, yep. in here, right? Yeah. And that that's one of the things where I think like um Robert DeLeo I feel is underrated in many ways as a guitarist because in all of these songs, but especially in like Big Empty and some of the stuff where he plays slide, like I mean Christ, think about Daisy on Tiny Music. I mean, oh yeah, oh so good, dude. I yeah, I've played guitar my whole life. I I can't, I can't do it that good. I I could not do it that good. I I mean, it just it's another level, and he's there, and not a lot of people are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the things is with with this song. uh, you know, we've there's a few lines that you and I have really oh conversations think, gravi- kill man yeah conversations kill I mean just Dude, <laughs> yeah, the same and, and thing over and over just, it, it's yeah very well written yeah it's like who <laughs> anyone in a relationship can relate to that <laughs> who's ever been in a relationship can oh, relate yeah. to that or it's absolutely it's just like oh okay oh we're gonna we're gonna do this again yep, okay yeah here we go you know that's a, they got like pick your battles, um, yep. and then the other line, other line, too much tripping and my soul's worn thin. I oh, mean, yeah. that's something you know. I think uh, you know people can really identify with. Uh, oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, just some good some good lines there. Definitely some good lines, um, and a good overall song too. Um, yeah, yeah. Too much tripping and my soul's worn thin. <laughs> Unfortunately, kind of. I mean, one could argue was a little played by mtv at the time but yeah yeah i mean it's back when they played music videos 
music videos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely, it's one of those songs that I think probably fell victim to the, uh, the, the, the radio, um, mm-hmm. and MTV. Um, definitely, definitely. And then, and then we kind of get into, to, to basically the last third of the album here. Um, you know, we move into, to unglue. We go from big empty, which is a little, I mean, it's, it's got some it's big slow. guitar splashes in it, but, but it's, it's, slow. it's, it's, it's a little slower. And then unglued basically just Dude. brings up the energy. Yeah. It's like like it it just it just rocks. It's Dude, like moderation you, like, is masturbation. Work, yeah. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean we yeah, he's a poet. Um Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you if, if there's like if you need an STP song to like work out to, like yeah. this is this is, is this is a good one. And then you know? Army Ants um, and Dude. The, the army has the intro dude it's so I good i love it i love it um i still want to know though who came up with that with that riff first because remember there's that rage against the machine yes. song on I, the I, battle of los angeles well hold on you know i'm gonna so look this is 94 i want to look this up right now because i tend to think that it was stp yeah, I think what's this? Um, Battle Los Angeles released in 1999. Yeah, that was okay. Oh, sorry, okay. STP. Now I, I know those intros are similar, and Tom Morello deserves all due respect with a yeah. lot of things, yeah. but I do think that SCP came up with this one first. If you just look at the yeah, timing. I, I know. And maybe yeah. he did that as like an homage or, you know, something. Sure. But yeah, that that's, I mean, dude, it sounds great. It sounds great in both versions of both. It songs. does. Yeah. I it forget. does. Born yeah. of a broken man is the one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's the one I was, I was thinking of. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, yeah, and I I love Army Ants too because it it kind of it has peaks and valleys. Um, it, oh like yeah, the way it starts off and then and then it rocks and then it kind of slows down and then it rocks again. So um, I really like the the movement of of that song. I think it really fits, um, definitely fits the album. And then and then we we wind up with um, kitchen wearing candy kitchen bars. Wearing, kitchen wearing candy bars again. I'm a sucker for acoustic stuff. And it's oh, just, me too. It's and it's yeah, it's I, a great dark kind of I mean melancholy yeah. song, one of my favorites. Yeah. But honestly, um, I, I maybe I don't hate to say it, but dude, to me, the real gem here is the fucking hidden no. track. I mean, the hidden track, dude. My second, my second album, album. is it, like. I, I, I don't even I don't even know where to go with yeah. that. Like it, it it's it, so it, awesome. Uh, it is. It is. It's very cool. It's it's done um, and it, perfectly. Perfectly, yeah. And the way it ends with like the sax kind of oh, like yeah, it's just dude. It's, it's so cool, man. It's it's a fun it, it's a fun little thing to 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 end end the album like, with for for sure. I um, think of being in a band like Okay, so you're a rock band in the 90s, and you do this, you do all this, like, you know, heavy rock shit. And then you're like, yeah. hey, I'm just going to get a lounge singer, and we're going to do yeah. that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It is. And and for Scott Weiland to be able to, you know, it just shows his talent. I oh, no, 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 no. I, I no. don't think Scott no. Weiland did those vocals, FYI. Oh, you don't think so? No. Oh, all right. I absolutely no. do not. Huh, interesting. I want. We need to look that up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, well, I'm going to look I, up. I have no idea. Doesn't really Very say, but I'm, dude, I'm. Well, yeah, what does it say down at the end? It really doesn't say a whole lot, but dude, I'm telling you, he did yeah. not do the, uh, I would be really hard pressed to believe he pulled off those vocals. Oh. So here's this. Notes, track 11, Kitchenware and Candy Bars, contains a hidden track named My Second Album, which is a parody of most hidden tracks being unorthodox songs that a band wouldn't usually make. The lounge song was performed by Richard Peterson, a musician who happens to be a big fan of Johnny Mathis, hence the reference to him in the song. Yes, so, there, we there go. you go. All right, fair enough, fair enough, all right. I was giving Scott Weiland way too much credit. <laughs> well, I, not that you wouldn't want to, but I mean... I, like, it would be really hard to, like, go into that genre and pull it off that. Yeah. I, I mean. It's a, he, uh, but I, I guess, I guess why I thought maybe that was him. Because, you know, if you look at a song like Atlanta on their number four album, he, he that's a very different true sound for his voice. And he pulls it off. So, he does, um, but th- this you know, is. But yeah, that's that's another level. I but in Atlanta, I'm sure will be covered on a different podcast because I uh, definitely sure want to talk about number Dude. four. Oh, number oh, number four. Oh, songs like "Glide" and "Heaven and Hot Rods." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Church on Tuesday. Oh, Not appreciating. Um, no, definitely not. Definitely not. So it's time for the game, my friend. Yeah, here um, it goes. I, I think I did the. I think I did the honors last time. I think I'll let you go. You go first this time. Okay. Well, scratch away. Scratch away. <laughs> I guess as I'm looking at this track list, <laughs> I have to go with still remains. And, and not that still remains okay. is not an awesome song. And yeah, not that it doesn't say some really intense shit that sure is uh, you know it, it says a lot, but to me that's the one where if you scratch it off the album. It, it mm-hmm. the album still just kicks you in the nuts. It does. No, I a hundred percent agree. I, I it's it is one of my favorite songs on the album, but I totally understand why you would say that and why I think to be honest, I think that's the one I think a lot of other people would, would probably pick too if they were playing this game. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I do think that. Um uh, because I mean there's just there's a lot of really strong songs. I know there's just a lot of, I know there is. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. Um, I, 
I'm probably this one's going to be probably a little controversial. Okay. Um, yeah, um, and it's it's actually one of the ones that was a single and a big hit, and I like the song a lot. Um, but I find sometimes I just I'm not. It's one I will skip over, um, and I find sometimes I'm just not in the mood for it, and that's big empty. Um, you know, I, it, I that's not that out of left field if you ask me i I get that i just it's it's a great song i love the slide guitar i talked about some of the the words and the lyrics that i really like and i really appreciate um but as i'm listening to the album sometimes i just like to go from silver gun superman right into unglued you know and uh, i'm not gonna apologize for that i hear (laughs) you I hear you. Yeah, so so it's. I think that's one, and and I don't know if I want to blame radio and MTV for for kind of killing it for me because that. It, here's the thing: it it hasn't really killed it for Vaseline. Sometimes I will skip over um, Interstate Love Song yep, here and there, me too. but um, you know, it's just one I, of those I know ones what where you I'm mean. like, it, that's yeah, that's an absolutely fair statement. Yeah. Yeah, and the album is still great in 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 my opinion. Um, even without that, at the at the same time, I mean, it's you know, it's it is a great song, um, but I I think I think there's times where it, it kind of slows it down a little bit too much for me, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to ready to kind of move on to to the next one. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think that wraps up our Stone Temple Pilots Purple Scratch a Track. You got Still Remains, and I got Big Empty. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure. Sure, I pissed a lot of people off with that one. Ah, but, um, <laughs> likewise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, um, yeah, we got about five or so of these episodes done now. Hope everybody has enjoyed kind of getting on this ride with us and and uh, exploring some of these albums. And you know, I think eventually we'll we'll get to a point where we're going to have to start putting out on on social media some. Uh, I don't know Twitter or on we'll, we'll we'll figure something out where we can actually put put the albums out and other people will be able to you know give us their scratch tracks. And oh yeah, show. We'll, that's we'll, that's we'll, we'll what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear what other people's tracks are because um, uh, I think we'll get some really really interesting res- results. So mm-hmm. so hopefully everybody's enjoyed this episode. We got we got more coming because well there's a lot of albums out there, a lot of albums. So. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, the Dude and Grim here. We're going to be signing off for the evening. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back again soon. Take care, everyone. Scratch a Track is produced by The Dude and Grim. Additional music provided by Moore. That's dot, 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 M-O-R-E. And the Tims, T-I-M-N-Z. Copyright 2020, The Dude and Grim Show. 